Hello everybody, welcome to Nintendo Power Block episode 198. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me as always is that retro code, Eddie B. I ripped my head back and forth like bunk. Wow. I couldn't tell if you were starting to sing some Will Smith there. What, what was that? Yeah, like? I thought. <laughs> no, I thought the same thing. Oh man, that other voice you hear is our guest this week, uh, Carl MF, YouTuber. Yeah. Welcome, Manila. Thank you, thank you. Manila is my favorite flavor of clam. Wow, he's just, he's already jumping in with these Ed Edisms. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, how yes. are you? How 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 are you? Uh, you know what? Uh, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good today. Can't complain. Uh, aside from looking at the news. Yeah, this um, news has been a been a bummer the last, well, honestly, like three months, but recently. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it's dra draining at this point. Um, so just trying to take a break, um, you know, playing some games. Thankful to be here. Cool. Cool. Yes. Uh, well... Why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you're doing on the internet? Because, uh, you know, you reached, we, well, we'll get to it in a little bit, but we reached out to some of our friends in the, in the black community to, to be on our show this Saturday. Uh, and you reached out and it was cool. And, uh, you know, people might not know who you are. Who are you? What are you doing on the internet? Uh, yeah, I'd say most people probably don't know who I am. Uh, <laughs> Carl MF. My full name's Carl Kirk. I, I go by my legal because, you know, I respect my parents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my YouTube channel, I, I really don't have a niche at the time. Uh, I just post or create content that I, I have fun creating. Uh, recently, I just did an island tour on my Animal Crossing. I played maybe 400 hours of that game. Oh, so wow! <laughs> uh, I just made a couple videos for it. Um, I did a Minecraft review, a Modern Warfare review. Uh, I think gaming journalism is something that I I want to break into. So that's probably the direction that you'll see the channel go over time. Although the Let's Plays that I did were pretty fun too. <laughs> they were fun. I, I I stayed up super late last night watching them, and it because like. <laughs> You know, when we have a guest, if I don't exactly know who who they are, I like to do, do my research, you know, go in there mm -hmm. and check it out. And I, I mean, I watched it for over two hours. It was, it was cool. Your mind, like your Minecraft Dungeons review, no joke. There's some pretty, pretty good jokes in there. It was pretty good. And, and I know you said you had more you wanted to say, but I thought it was, I thought it was like the perfect length and the perfect kind of summary of that game with some, some good, good jokes in there so that well done really. i appreciate that man thank you yeah uh so also his your your twitter and your youtube will be in the description of the show on our website everything so if if somebody wants to find him which you should if you listen to this show i'll post it there so uh so but welcome welcome to nintendo power block welcome into the boss rush family this is exciting uh so yeah thank glad, you thank glad Glad you're here. Glad you made it. Appreciate the hospitality. Yeah. So. Yes. Ed, you're here too. So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, hi. I guess. Um. 
let's get in a little housekeeping real quick here because we've got a lot to get through today. Uh, this is Nintendo Power Block. Each and every week, Edward and I, as well as our friends from around the internet, come together uh, live right here on Boss Rush Games Live on Twitch and Mixer to talk about the latest news, rumors, releases, and your questions for the world of Nintendo. If you can't join us live, no big deal. You can head on over to youtube.com slash Games and podcast services every Saturday morning. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, and review, and share wherever you check out our content, which you can all catch on BossRushGames.com. Uh, episode 200 is coming up, so, Ed, you know what that means. We have a, a pretty major giveaway here. Yes! Um, we're giving away Nintendo Switch Lite and some eShop gift cards uh, during Episode 200. So entries for our Episode 200 giveaway are now being accepted during episode 200 live on mixer twitch and youtube we are giving away a turquoise nintendo switch Lite, a 256 memory card and two fifty dollar eShop gift cards uh, if you want to win this bundle you must enter the contest by following the rules uh, below you can have up to three entries so one send a screenshot of each of the following uh, an audio podcast subscription a youtube channel subscription and follow us on mix and twitch or mixer and twitch or twitch wow uh, second, send a screenshot of your rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast service of choice. And three, you can tweet at us at Podcast at IamCoreyNHD and at that retro code. Why you listen to the show with a screenshot of where you listen, uh, wow, listen and a hashtag of Powerblock200. So that's how you can win. Entry rules are in the, uh, in the description of the episode, but uh, what I really want to get into now, and uh, part of the reason why Carl is here as well, uh, this week uh, has been a pretty interesting week in the news. Uh, but we, as Boss Rush Games, feel <laughs> like we need to do our part in elevating people's voices that need to be heard. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a different type of Black Lives Matter panel. Uh, but uh, it's it's finding the light in what's happening with all this. And, and so uh, Saturday on twitch.tv slash Boss Rush Games Live at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 Pacific, Edward uh, and our friend of show, Zombie Kills, will be hosting a Black Lives Matter panel with panelists, writer Cam Hawkins from Dual Shockers, uh, voice actress Tiffany Witcher, and our guest tonight, Carl MF, to discuss uh, their feelings about what's going on in today's world. Uh, instead of our regularly scheduled Boss Rush podcast, uh, the show will be up on youtube.com slash Boss Rush Games and our website shortly after, and our podcast feeds as well. Uh, we hope you tune in and give these amazing creators, uh, big and small, your much-needed attention, because as a group, I feel we need to do this. And it's, it's, it's not to be, you know... Oh, this is cool right now. This is this is important to us. It's important to me. It's important to Ed, you know, and and it's it's important to Jesse too that we do this. And uh, you know, these are these are great people. These are friends. These are colleagues. These are peers. And and um, if we want things to change, we need to start doing more things like this. So um, please check it out. I feel like it's going to be a a great show. Uh, Jesse and I will be present, but we will not be participating. We will just make sure the chat is running smoothly, the show is being produced correctly. Uh, but this is all about you guys and and uh, you know 
trying to be find the positive in this uh, very negative world that we find ourselves living in. So anyways, why don't we get away from that and get into the good news of the week. Uh, we're going to get into the news bits. Sega is in the news again. Sega's releasing a console, guys. This is exciting. Oh, no, it's not. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> Sega is releasing their version of a micro console in the Game Gear Micro in Japan. Uh, Greg Osterman III has written in a question. He says, Sega Game Gear was my jam. I went through a pack of batteries a week, but I loved it. My question is, why did Game Gear fail as a handheld? It was technologically superior, or is technologically better and more impressive than the Game Boy. Um, I mean, that part, technologically better and more the impressive. The lies! <laughs> more impressive than the Game Boy? No, it was not. It, let me tell you what was impressive about the Game no, Gear. we're talking about the fat Game Boy, right? The old, yeah. the original Game yeah. Boy. Okay. Yeah, I okay. guess. Any of the Game Boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, look... The Game Gear, it was impressive if the thing turned on when you put batteries in it, because those things were dead after about 10 minutes. <laughs> the Game Gear was it's a Sega system 1.5. I know, dude. I was so disappointed when I got my Game Gear and I found out that the Sonic 2 was not Sonic 2 from the Genesis. It was the, I think it was the ma- literally the Master System game. Ugh, right, it was bad. The, the Game Gear was it. Is it Three Ninjas? Yeah, I think. no, it's a uh, no. It wasn't three ninjas. ninjas. It was uh, surf ninjas. Yeah, surf ninjas. Like mm. the Game Gear was maybe Sega's worst idea of a handheld. <laughs> like the, the Nomad Atari, was better. Like the Atari Lynx was beating it. Like mm-hmm. com- the Game Gear, even though it had Mortal Kombat two on it. Yes, okay, so what? The Game Gear was not even worth the time or effort to own or play games on. Can, you know, can I just be honest about this thing real quick? Why is this thing so small? It's so small. Like I get, okay, it, yeah, you want to make the Game Gear smaller, but like, it's it so seems small, comfortably small. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, it's a collector's item. I don't know. Like, does it cut on? Does it? It turns on. It plays. Does it cut on? <laughs> Because I'm, I'm looking at it and I see everybody who keep talking about it just like, oh, I'm going to add this to a, my bag as a pen. Oh, here's it in my hand. I'm going to use that as a cake decoration. And I'm just like, wait, what and the, the thing world is, is this? Console. The thing is, each color has different games on it. That's my biggest thing about it. It's yeah. four, de- uh, four color variants and each one has game specifically for each of those colors right yeah and you can't choose which you want you have you're stuck based on the color that you buy what yeah. how how big was the game gears library i it was That's pretty big true. i have a lot of i have a lot of game gear games i have a game gear i Still? i actually have two game gears to be honest <laughs> with you i have a black one and i have a blue one uh so yeah because like the i wanted the blue one because i liked blue and it came with I think it came with NFL Quarterback Club 98 or something stupid. Uh, uh, but the black one has Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo 2, Outrun, and Royal Stone. Yellow has Shining Force Gaiden, Shining Force Gaiden 2, Gaiden, sorry. Uh, Shining Force Final Conflict, uh, Nezo, Puyo, Aruru, Noru. Uh, blue has Sonic and Tails, Gunstar Heroes, uh, 
Sylvan Tail, and Baku Baku Animal. And red has Megami Tensei Gaiden Last Bible, Megami Tensei Gaiden Last Bible Special, the GG Shinobi, and Columns. So they didn't even pick any of the good games. <laughs> it's probably uh, the ones that they still had the license for. Probably. Yeah. I. Yeah. This is not worth the investment. No. Like each one is if, what forty. It's probably around fifty dollars. I think they said each one was so. Yeah. About fifty. Go, too many. Yeah. Find someone who can make you a topographic sixteen. Uh, one of their players. Um. The turbo, not the turbo. Is it no? The turbo duo was the follow up to turbo graphics C. Um, yeah, invest your money to something else. Yeah, I rephrase that. Invest your yen into something else. I mean, let's be honest. Nintendo will probably release another micro console soon, and it's going to be way better. So. Yes. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Sixty-four. God, please, either that or like a Game Boy. Something Game Boy something, <laughs> so I would take that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of comebacks, Epic Mickey could be making a comeback, uh, which I thought was the coolest idea. As a big Disney fan, uh, Epic Mickey was like something I always wanted, and it never became what I wanted it to be. Uh, so yeah, the Epic Mickey series uh, showed a lot of promise when the first game made it made its debut on the Nintendo Wii in 2010, but the second entry ended up being a commercial failure. Despite this, there are still many fans who would like to see the short-lived series make a comeback. Uh, With this in mind, another piece of new Epic Mickey clothing has been spotted online, this time on a Korean website. Uh, This follows on the uh, from the Dutch Funko Pop website last month listing Epic Mickey themed t-shirt, and the logos are below this is by the way this is from our friends from nintendo life uh so i think the first one had a great idea it Mm -hmm. being stuck on the wii and having poor camera controls uh and poor controls in general honestly uh it just never really lived up to what i thought it could be right and when they said they were bringing it the second one to wii u and 360 and, and playstation 3 i was like okay we're gonna get a proper kind of sequel to this uh and it just, the second one was just really bad. So, uh, but what what do you guys think about Epic Mickey? I mean, did you guys play the first one? Are you guys interested at all in this series coming I, back? I have both of them, so <laughs> I um, I paid I paid my money for the fifty dollars when they first came out. I didn't have a, such a problem with it. I think it was smart for them to put the first one on B, um, three sixty and PS three they had their games and it would have got drowned out on those systems yeah um so like i i didn't have a problem with it i think it needed more time to be developed and be polished um it, had it was cool, a, it had some cool ideas though because like I yeah, mean, warren, S- warren specter was behind it right like the yes thief and and deus ex and and you know and it had some cool choice mechanics in there where if you made certain choices you could become you know good disneyland mickey or you know scrappy kind of classic uh silly symphonies mickey that's pretty cool i didn't know that yeah uh i actually never played this one i was a angsty teen during the time i think uh in 2010 was a huge year for um you know like ed said um 
big 360 games i was playing like mass effect 2 mm-hmm. i think was that year um yeah. uh, i think the last red dead was that year too right? yeah yeah, yeah, so I, that those were my, that was my focus back then, not Mickey. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, yeah. I think with me it was uh, Nintendo was has always been a big thing, and like collecting a big library for Wii, um, having Warren Spector's name attached to it, and definitely looking at the artwork to it, not the graphics of the actual game, but just like even we in Game Informer and seeing the artwork that they was able to post in there, I was just like. This is going to be an interesting tale to actually take Mickey and put him in a dark adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, the last time I actually seen something like that was the Mickey Mouse game that Sega made on the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, what? Castle of Illusion? Was that? Castle of Illusion. Yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me remind everybody what people might have been playing instead of Epic Mickey in 2010. <laughs> Mass Effect 2, Red Dead Redemption, Fallout New Vegas, Black Ops, oh, yeah. Halo Reach, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, God of War 3, Bioshock 2, Heavy Rain, Alan Wake, Super Meat Boy. So, Jeez. yeah, I mean, uh, Rock Band 3. Uh, Man, so, I that mean, was an amazing year for games. Yeah, Dante's mm-hmm. Inferno, Fable 3, uh, Mafia 2, Darksiders. Yeah, mm. they, I mean, there's a whole bunch of games. Just, make this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but I, I th- mm. but it was, I think to me it was just like this is a platformer and it's a three D platformer that I would love to play. It it just felt something new that Disney wasn't doing. You know, a lot of Disney properties were based off their movies, and they weren't all that good. Mm-hmm. But like something that felt like original and a great idea, not maybe not executed well for some people. Um, it just felt something new for we, you know, mm-hmm. instead of everybody be like, oh, it's a machine for kids and, and stuff like that. I'm just like, no, you got a dark tale that if you are a gamer and definitely if you love Disney and you love art and you just want, want to really get a narrative and a different kind of experience, this is something fresh yeah. instead of something being very traditional. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people were excited that you could play as a different type of mickey mouse that wasn't Mm. you know what we see everywhere in kids coloring books and stuff you could be the scrappy kind of troublemaker that walt disney originally intended him to be you know in these silly symphony cartoons and uh yeah it was it was interesting but i mean even if you're talking platformers on wii like mario galaxy 2 was out that year donkey Mm. kong country returns was out that year so there were already platformers, and there's a there's a reason why this game got lost. Like, I think, I think honestly, I probably would have gotten it anyway because of how much of into Disney I am and have been. But uh, when Game Informer did their cover story and had that really awesome cover, I don't know if you guys remember that uh, awesome yeah, cover. Yeah, I still have them. Yeah, yeah uh, I think that cover story is actually what sold me on the game, uh, and. So I didn't know nothing about it to that cover story. Yeah. Like, you know, um, the last thing I had to say about this, it kind of Epic Mickey kind of got the, the blob kind of feel yeah. where mm-hmm. people thought it was a covering, but, and, but yeah, it was a platform. And it's just like, 
it's deeper than that. Like, if you hear this soundtrack, if you see the comedy that this game provides in this narrative and story that they're telling, the Blob 1 and the Blob 2 is such great games. Like, it came out for Wii, and then the second one came out for everywhere or everything else, but people just ignored it. And it was just like, why did you ignore such a great game? Definitely from THQ. Yeah. Yeah. So... All right, we're gonna we're gonna move move along here uh, from IGN. They're talking about some Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, expansions are getting a release date. Uh, new details have been revealed about Pokemon Sword and Shield's expansion pass, including a release date for the first content pack, Isle of Armor, which will launch on June seventeenth. Uh, the Pokemon Company has revealed a new trailer uh, for the entire expansion pass, giving us a better look at the new features coming to the game uh, with the two DLC packs, Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra. So uh, it also goes into new, uh, new types of Pokemon, filling out the decks uh, that of, of Pokemon that were missing, uh, and and new G Max moves and, and stuff like that. So, not gonna lie, I didn't play Pokemon Sword and Shield. <laughs> it's so in- Pokemon now is so intimidating to get into, especially when there's so many other games to get into. So yeah. I, it's a it's a huge time investment, especially yeah. uh, to complete those those uh, Pokédexes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ed'll be I'm playing going, it though. Yeah, I'll be getting a DLC a little bit later due to uh, a certain Sony game that'll be coming out around that time. But um, <laughs> I am I'm excited about it. It's it's kind of it's kind of sad though that they did this announcement with everything that's going on so it's just like yeah. that time that time in the yeah well it's not i don't think it was tone deaf i think they had everything planned and the this that's going on is so unexpected they probably just like it's already set and we can't do nothing about it so yeah. um, i mean they're not the only company that didn't change their plans right like destiny is giving their big uh announcement on the ninth right i mean all right it's it it's such a tricky spot on okay i i think a dlc and an expansion announcement are different than like you know like sony pushed back their announcement of the of the playstation 5 in the games right like that's that was a good move i i mean obviously call of duty moved their stuff back because obviously uh military is a, a touchy subject <laughs> these days mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, and I think I think season four was like actually supposed to be like the operative was a militarized police uh, officer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and and sense. I'm assuming that they probably was going to show all of this live. Mm-hmm. You know, doing a Zoom kind of kind of thing. So it's just like at this time, since we know that nothing is like really recorded for different lo- segments that will appear on to say something we could just put it on hold and yeah. party still work on some stuff and get time and everything yeah you know yeah <laughs> it was so funny someone mentioned about microsoft's uh last show and they were just like how in the world that you work at a software company but <laughs> background's like janky <laughs> like, i know that dude no every time in. every time they get on i'm, I'm like you're microsoft you can't you can't st- like make a deal with blue and get everybody like a blue yeti microphone to talk into for like 20 minutes you know like i mean like like you have microsoft skype and you have microsoft teams like you guys have you, you sell a, all you sell the tools a, exactly 
what can't you not get to everybody? Like, are you not paying them or like what's going on? They literally <laughs> make the programs. Like, what are you doing? Uh, they must be all using their connects and their <laughs> Skype through Xboxes. That's what they're not, using. Not the connect. Oh, man. Uh, but I'm actually back to the Isle of Armor and uh, Crown of Tundra. I'm super excited to be playing that that expansion. Um, I think this is a is a brand new pattern for the Nintendo company, well, the Pokemon company, mm-hmm. uh, to break from their chain of, you know, every November releasing a new Pokemon game, a mainstream Pokemon game. Uh, you know, even though Let's Go was a semi break from that pattern. Uh, I'm getting tired of it, so I th- I think allowing them to continue building on this Galarian world is is pretty sick, cause um, I like Grookey, and I don't want him gone. You know, yes, cool, cool little monkey, grass, <laughs> grass, yes, man. You two are the only two people that I ever know to start with grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I just picked like what animal they're based off of. To be honest, uh, yeah. I end up getting all the starters later anyway. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know. I always everybody always told me I was wrong for picking Charmander in, in blue and no, red. T- and technically, you were. <laughs> I know. That, I mean, char- like fire type isn't even effective in any gyms till like the fifth gym. Right. So, gosh, catching a some that first gym. If you pick Charmander, good luck. Like that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, everything they did was super effective. Yeah. So. Then the second gym too was water. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it was bad. It was a bad time. Although, I stuck it out. Did it. You gotta so. grind and collect. I did. Grind and collect. Yeah, I also bought or I also got a Game Boy Pocket for Christmas that year and. I made my parents buy me Pokemon Blue so I could nice. trade the starters to Pokemon Red. <laughs> <laughs> and I, none of my friends were playing because, like, I was probably a tad too old to be playing Pokemon, but I liked it anyway. And it was at a time where, you know, if you're playing kid games, you're going to be made fun of. So kind of yeah. just stuck to myself. And just, it was oh. a secret. Yeah. Secret enjoyment. It was, so... I didn't trade with any friends. It was just me. I didn't care. You, whatever I was playing, I I had it. You did it. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. So, all right. Uh, our next story comes from uh, Nintendo Life as well. Kirk Scott is leaving Nintendo of America after five years. Uh, for those who don't know, he uh, kind of took over. Uh, the like showing off the indie showcases and and you know partner relationships with indies and stuff. So uh, his quote is: "I am no longer working at Nintendo. The past five years brought incredible joy from working with all of these amazing indies, and that work will continue. Since February of this year, the events we have all experienced have crystallized my thinking. I'm tired. Opening doors for minorities, being inclusive, and." Uh, enabling success for everyone in the indie space will be a priority for me. It brings me joy. I can't wait to continue this work with all of you. We have an opportunity to make things better for others and educate while making great games. Stay tuned. So, um, sounds like he's kind of going off on his own and kind of promoting uh, games made by minorities. And, and it's a cool, it's a cool thing, you know. 
mm-hmm. yeah. given his stature. Mad respect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I know some for the last indies, I haven't been hearing them. There's yeah. been other announcers and stuff. So, yeah. Um, and he hasn't, like, really. I think his last appearance was, I think, last year. I think um, it, was, that is. it was, what, the Falls Showcase, I think, last year? Yeah. 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 So, um, I wish him well. Yeah. It's good that he's getting more. Uh, try to m- my, more minorities uh, to do indies because like then Dara's like kind of the only one that stood out as an indie from yeah. a black perspective. Yeah. Uh, who? What's, who? What you, what, okay, what's with the sound? <laughs> uh, I was just that was my shout out. Letting Nintendo know, you know, I'm, I'll take that job that he left behind. All right. All right. <laughs> Does that mean I, we all have to hold up Sam's amigos? <laughs> Oh, I like that pose. Yeah, I like that. All my amiibos is on the (laughs) other side, and I don't have my um, Metroid breaking out the glass one with the squishy head. Yeah, that one's cool. So, uh, but yeah, I hope he does great things. I hope you know this kind of you know his his years at Nintendo kind of put put a spotlight on him. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to be willing to work with him. So it's cool. It's a it's a cool move for for him yeah uh, and i think whoever goes in to take the place i think nintendo knows like we we know that you know you work with uh kurt so you know you might get the here's the position if you know what to do you gotta out of business stuff yeah 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 so uh all right so last week ed we talked about amazon france putting up a bunch of Oddly, uh, undescript Nintendo Switch uh, game descriptions. Uh, so mm-hmm. now, uh, multiple. Uh, this this is from uh, Nintendo Life as well. Amazon France removes listings for mysterious third-party Switch games. Uh, for about a week now, multiple mystery games, li- mystery game listings for Nintendo Switch have been appearing on Amazon France. The publishers linked to these listings were Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Ubisoft, Capcom, Square Enix, Warner Brothers, Take Two. Uh, Coke Media and Nintendo, but there are no details about what the games could potentially be. Now, in the latest update, it's been discovered that third-party games listings have been removed. If you try to access any of the existing pages, you'll instead be presenting with the following advertising, uh, advising you to return to Amazon's homepage. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff in French that I can't read. Uh, interestingly, the placeholder listings and release dates for the four unknown Nintendo Switch games. Uh, by Nintendo are still live on the same website. So I wonder if they're prepping something like they're taking down those ones and kind of maybe working on the back end to put up the new images and descriptions. I don't know. I mean, I know that's not how the internet works, but uh, I, I it, think it, it, it's just weird that they kind of removed all of these games. Cause we talked about what 12, there were like 12 games last week that, yeah. So, and because E3 is not happening, I think uh, that was probably, probably one of the reasons why they had them up. It looked like a Nintendo Direct was going to be shown. I don't know. I think, they, all those announcements. I think they read your tweet asking if they were going to remake <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 3 for Switch exclusively. He saw it to us. Yes. That was, that was a, uh, something I predicted on our show uh, that you guys could watch on. Uh, our latest episode for Boss Rush, and 
I got the looks. I got the comments. Um, like I said, it was out there. But uh, Carl, just to let you know, I have predicted just out of the blue, um, and it may never happen. Uh, what if Rockstar remake Grand Theft Auto Three for Nintendo Switch exclusively? And I kind of wanted to get what people were thinking to be like, yeah, I could probably see that or no. Like it was a more of what were people thoughts if that's something like that ever happened. Now, before I answer, what made you pick Grand Theft Auto Three as the the exclusive to read? Um, because Two uh, K is remaking Mafia One, mm-hmm. um, and Mafia One is a real older game for that series. Grand Theft Auto 3 is such a big series. Um, I said on the podcast, the game is terrible. Um, <laughs> like, if you try to control the cars, if you try to do the shooting in that game, like, even the auto-targeting is, is don't work. Like, there's a lot of stuff in that game that is so broken and everything. Uh, why not remake one of the well-known franchises that kind of started the Grand Theft Auto series. Not open world, but just Grand Theft Auto series. Because mm-hmm. you had Ocarina, uh, you had Zelda Ocarina Time, that's kind of an open world game. You even had Shenmue um, as an open world game. So you kind of had some open world games at the time before Grand Theft Auto 3 made it popular. So if they went back and remade that game from the ground up and put it on Switch, I think that would kind of if not only would it be extort for Nintendo for Rockstar, I think it would really be something interesting that people would be like, okay, this is a must buy because I'm interested to see what they did with this game and why is it a Nintendo exclusive? Mm-hmm. You know, I could see that. Uh, I'm just confused, not necessarily confused, but uh, taking it back. Because I feel like San Andreas may be even a, a closer of, guess to <laughs> a lot of people have been saying San Andreas, but Grand Theft uh-huh. Auto Three is I think it's the San Andreas is doesn't need needs a little refinements and everything. Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto Three needs a remake in graphics, gameplay, and like it had a good soundtrack. <clears throat> you know, this is kind of. It was just a big... Grand Theft Auto 3 was such a big series in the way that it sold, in the way that it changed changed a lot of things, and it was historic in its own right. I would rather for Rockstar to go back to one of their older games, which would be Grand Theft Auto 3, remake that and put it on Switch and see what people say. Because all the other systems, they're going to get Grand Theft Auto 6. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't make sense remaking Grand, Auto, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 for those two systems when 6 is coming out or is in development. So, just out of the blue, hypothetical, <laughs> let's remake this one and let's put it on Switch and let's see what people say. Yeah, it may sell more Switches. The game may even sell 2 or 3 million copies. I think a lot of people will... I think a lot of people laugh at it, but I bet you those same people will be the first ones to buy it digitally on the eShop or go to the store and buy it. Yeah, uh, I would definitely buy Grand Theft Auto on Switch, um, and I would eat. I wouldn't even say it's that outlandish, given that Saints Row the Third just got ported to the Switch, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but and the reason why I think San Andreas might be the more uh, logical guess is because that was ported to not necessarily. I think it's backwards compatible. 
on the the Xbox One. Well, there's a 360 version of San Andreas that you okay. could buy digitally uh, on the 360, and it was upgraded to 720p, and I think it had a better frame rate and and kind of fixed certain things with the controls and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that yeah. seems like more of a picking up point. Yeah, than but, but remaking Grand Theft Auto because, like you said, it's so much that they need to fix. Yeah, to make right. that game. Right. I mean, and, that, and, and that's why I said making it a Switch exclusive. I mean, like, I, it's like you only get this remake to for Switch, it. right? Yeah. And they they'll make that money way back because people love this game. They will buy it, and it's on Switch. A lot of people would be like, "No, I will play the other ones." Because, like, even PS4 has a, a three-pack of San Andreas 3 and Vice City. So, uh, people would just be like, oh, San Andreas, y'all didn't really do much, and you put it on Switch to charge 40 or 50 some dollars. People may go for that, unless it gets physical. I don't know. But I'm like, I would rather take one of the, I would rather take three and remake that whole game. Um... Give it some more. Give that world a better detailed look and expand it, um, and put it out there and let's see how it does. I could, I could really see like I don't, I wouldn't see them remaking any of them. Like I, I would see them mm-hmm. releasing each game for thirty dollars on the eShop digitally is what I would see. And then like if you bundle, if you bundle them all together, maybe you get all three of them for sixty dollars or seventy dollars or whatever, and and. Like maybe there's a physical version, but obviously the cart would probably only have one game on it, and you download the other two, like every other third party game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't. I still don't think Grand Theft Auto is out of the realm of possibility on Switch, like at all. Um, you know, I, I know the rumor was, you know, Grand Theft Auto Five at some point. Uh, it would probably be the 360 version, but uh, I I still don't think Grand Theft Auto is out of the realm of possibility. I don't think Red Dead 1 is out of the realm of possibility either. Mm. Uh, mm. Which is, out of all of Rockstar's games, that would be the one that I would play again, even though yeah. I, I didn't play Red Dead 2. <laughs> even though it's on Game Pass and I have it downloaded. Uh, yeah, and I don't think a lot of people remember even remember the story of Grand Theft Auto 3, or even know the story of Grand Theft Auto 3. I mean, so, thing. Yeah. so I, so I, think I, I can tell you I entered a lot of codes to blow helicopters up with rocket launchers. <laughs> All right. So, so I think remaking it and putting it out there, you got to expand the story, maybe add new missions, uh, get, have better character models. Just like it's better. It's just it's better than what you played in, I think, 2002 or 2000 when PlayStation 2 was out. That game came out. It would be kind of like twenty plus some years in like wow, this remake is something worth playing or worth seeing. Even if even if they make it in the graphics of like Grand Theft Auto Five or or anything like that. It it would be nice to see them it it would be interesting to see them do that. It's literally outfield, it's not happening, it's just a hypothetical, but what would happen if it if it ever did, like what would people what would people do if it actually happened like would you go out and buy it or would you what would your what would your actual reaction be like oh they huh wait huh you know 
like me and Corey, we had a crazy. That's my reaction to you when you say they're gonna remake Grand Theft Auto Three on Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Well, but 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 like the announcement, Corey, like me and Corey, we was watching the Nintendo Direct, and when they said Doom was coming to Switch, and then Wolfenstein Two, me and Corey was just like, wait, what? Like it blew our minds that something like two big properties was coming to Switch. So I mean, the Outer Worlds is out tomorrow, right? I mean that's yes. a that's a pretty huge game too, you know. And The Witcher, yeah. like I'm playing The Witcher on Switch right now, right? It, it's <laughs> it's Skyrim it's, too. Yeah, I, I mean it's a. I I'm just having a blast with The Witcher on Switch. By the way, I don't care what anybody says. It's like it's like my handheld half hour before I go to bed game. But uh, you know, I I don't know, man. I think these open world games, especially the older ones that people fondly like, you mentioned Saints Row the Third. How many? How often does Jesse talk about Saints Row the Third on other shows? Right, like, yeah, that game. A lot of people love that game, and the fact that you can play it on Switch now is like pretty awesome. And they, what the remaster just came out. We talked a little bit about that on yeah. Arsenal X a couple weeks ago, but uh, yeah, uh, but like these. Back to the original kind of thought. Like these listings have been removed, and what I mean. I don't know how to feel about that, honestly, except for the Nintendo ones. Like, there's so many companies here that they had games for, and they're just gone now. Um, we had a pretty good guesses on what they were, right? Like, Ubisoft was probably Gods and Monsters and mm. probably some sort of Assassin's Creed port, right? Like, probably the Ezio collection or something. And uh, Bethesda has Doom Eternal still coming, and, and Ann and I talked about them maybe porting the first Wolfenstein to, to Switch since uh the second and young blood are on there uh warner brothers lego games are shoe in i think so i mean i don't know and like removing listings i don't i really don't know how amazon does their back end obviously if i did i probably wouldn't be sitting in a a twinplex in akron right i'd probably be you know one of these amazon headquarter places figuring it out but like what do you guys how do you guys think this like what do you guys think about them removing these these listings do you think they just did it by mistake do you think they're going to replace them do you think there's other games coming i think i think they're just going to replace them at a later date like that's yeah. why i said e3 was probably mm-hmm. going to fill fill those games so them taking it down it, it doesn't bother me or anything mm-hmm. uh because there's indie games and pretty much every day games are getting announced mm-hmm. so one of those games may show up we may get something from warner brothers we may get something from ubisoft um throughout the this throughout the summer mm-hmm. so i'm not i'm not really worried about it. i'm not upset about it yeah well, what about what about you carl uh i could say the same i think it was probably pressure from nintendo um uh to take down those posts yeah um you know it's it's not uncommon for them to uh, put pressure onto things that uh don't necessarily gel with their uh message their 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 logo um so you know unannounced games is probably along those lines i feel like um yeah I'm I'm excited more so than anything. Uh, seeing them pulled just allows us to keep our imaginations running. I know. So. I've, I've mm-hmm. been thinking about because like Take Two, like that's 2K, that's Private Division, that's Rockstar, 
you know, there's, there's a lot that could be there. Coke media Mm -hmm. is obviously THQ. Uh, by the way, that where's my switch version of kingdoms of Amalur (laughs) re-reckoning. I'm still not a fan of that name. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not either. THQ did. What? Did you see that, uh, tweet that uh, THQ did? Uh -uh. It said Kings of never heard of it. Oh, uh, wow. So I, yeah, I mean, THQ has dumb names for all their remasters. Like, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, Red Faction the, remastered. Mars edition. Mars edition. And, and War Mastered edition. And definitive edition. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm, it gets people talking though, right? Like yeah, about sure. their dumb names. I mean, it, it gives them publicity for those dumb names for their games, which honestly they have a, good stable of B tier games, right? Like I, I really like mm-hmm. Darksiders, I really like Kingdoms of Amalur, I like Red Faction, so yeah. I guess if you're gonna give it a dumb name, I'll play it, I guess. Why not? So uh, I'm more interested to see what these four Nintendo SKUs are. Uh because we already know one of them's not Paper Mario because it's already listed. Right. Um probably and I'm excited as hell for that by the way. What, Paper Mario? Oh, the Origami King, yeah. 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 What, are your feel- what are your feelings on that trailer? Uh, the trailer had me hyped. Um, be- the last one I really enjoyed was Thousand Year Door, and this one seems to have um, you know, some new mechanics that uh, will liven up not just the battle but the storytelling. Because you know they they have that shtick that they keep to keep to with the the jokes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, emphasizing that they're paper, and it actually works from start to finish of the game most of the time. Um, so yeah, I, I thought the trailer was dope. I'm excited. I pre-ordered it like literally after watching that trailer. <laughs> I I listen just like I will be at the store at nine o'clock to buy yeah. it. Like I, it's a it's another physical game that I need. Ed, Ed in the group chat, he's like. Paper Mario. That's all he said. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? It's like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm at work. Stop bothering me. <laughs> and like, I get to lunch, and I was like, oh, there's a trailer attached to these words that he sent me. So I watched it. It was pretty cool. I was, I was kind of surprised because that's like what, like a, a eight week marketing cycle for this game that they like. That's impressive. Oh, it's a. It's a struggle though because you got Paper Mario and Ghost of Tsushima that day. Yeah. So is it a struggle uh, though? Because like, I mean, we know we're gonna be playing I mean, Paper Mario instead. I don't. My PlayStation's not even hooked up. I'm using my power cord for this new monitor that I have and trying to f- see if it's worth keeping or not. Because uh, full disclosure, work was throwing it away and I took it home, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have any cords with it. So I was like, well. This one works. So let's plug it in. So uh, it's only seven. It's only seven twenty p and thirty hertz. So it's like a this is a chat screen. <laughs> so. Well, it's uh, the hundred twenty dollars for me is going to be worth it. Hopefully, no, uh, I yeah, I yeah, I'll be playing a lot of Paper Mario, and then Ghost might become a backlog game. But I'm gonna try to play both of them at the same time. Yeah, I mean, Ghost Ghost looks good though. Like I'm, I'll probably end up getting that right. Like I, I've, it looks really cool. I'm, I've, I mean, everybody's been wanting a feudal Japan Assassin's Creed, right? And that's kind of what this <laughs> seems to be aiming at. So, and, and I, I like Infamous a lot. So, yeah, I miss Sucker Punch's games. Uh, I think they're a great developer. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, but uh, what what about what are these Nintendo games though? Right? I mean, we've kind of speculated, right? I, I think the 35th anniversary With Mario stuff. Pikmin three yeah. or yeah. four. I would like. Ooh. To- <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> uh, so I, I wasn't a huge fan of the last Pikmin, uh, but the first one on GameCube was my jam, yeah. and I, I don't even know why. I don't because know it's if it was awesome. The sound design, or the puzzles, but it was just so cool to play at the time. So uh, yeah, Pikmin holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. Uh, Je- Jesse says all the Pikmin, please. Uh, so I, I don't disagree with him. I would, I would rather it be a Pikmin four, right? Because I kind of agree with you. I think the third game is definitely my least favorite of the three, uh, and still one of two games that actually warrants the Wii Remote nunchuck. <laughs> uh, Yet the game is beautiful as it, ever. It is. Like, I, it. I mean, there's no denying that it's not a great looking game. I, I just. I, w- I like the simplicity of the first game, right? Where it's it, you're just Olimar and you're walking around exploring and trying to beat the clock, and uh, so yeah, you know and, it's. And shout out for Nintendo for if you bought that that Wii U version of Mario Kart, you got a free gay. When did they free for gangs? Wait, what? Remember? No. I so don't. if you bought if okay. you bought. If you bought Mario, if you bought Mario Kart, you were able to get Pikmin Three, Nintendo Land, uh, Super Mario, New Super Mario Brothers U, um, and one more game. What? So you bought that game, and then you got one of their other sixty dollars games for free digitally. Yeah, Ed, where do you do your shopping? Yeah, Nintendo. To... <laughs> Nintendo had no. Nintendo did this in their Nintendo Direct. That's incredible. Yeah, they one were just one like, game for three. Um, is that is that what I'm hearing? No, I no, think it was you, you buy, buy Mario Kart, you get your you choice buy... of one of the other ones. For oh, free. okay. Yeah. I, th- I heard all three. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I was just like those are the guys to choose from. I'm sorry. Got you. Um, and so I got my digital version of uh, Pikmin three because I bought Mario Kart for uh, the Wii U, and I was just like, this game is gorgeous. <laughs> all I know is I almost traded in my launch Wii U for that Zelda Wind Waker one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out it was literally just a gold design on the tablet. I'm like, man, probably not worth it. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I do wish that Billy Hatcher makes a comeback. As oh, far wow. as we were, Ed, Nintendo. we were just talking about Billy Hatcher like what two weeks ago, I think, because yeah. we were talking about Sega, like when Sega made that transition from from uh, 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 consoles to software, Dreamcast to to porting, yeah, to GameCube stuff and. Uh, the games they made for GameCube, like Super Monkey Ball and, and uh, Billy Hatcher and then the Sonic uh, Adventure Deluxe versions. Mm. It was like, man, Billy Hatcher. Wow. I like this guy, man. He can he can stay around, <laughs> stick around and talk GameCube games all, all, all we hear. Yeah. GameCube was my... That was my era. <laughs> it's a good wow. era. The, the, one of the best console, Nintendo consoles. Probably my second yeah. favorite, honestly. Yeah, I, I could stand for a um, Super Mario Sunshine remake. Yeah, uh, do you think you think that 30th anniversary rumor is true that you're getting remasters of all those? I don't think so, just because it's not typical Nintendo style. That mm-hmm. they they like to piece them piece them out. 
you know, make as much money as they can on each uh, skew. So I don't, I don't think that is a possibility, although it does sound freaking amazing. You think they would bundle Galaxy 1 and 2 together and 64 and Sunshine together? Like as, you know, two separate mm. bundles? That seems more feasible, especially the Super Mario Galaxy bundle. I could see that happening. Um, mm-hmm. I could see 64 being a standalone um you know, and maybe even give it away on the uh, what? What is the Nintendo the uh, online stuff? The th- right, the thing that comes with the, the retro console is what it's called. I think yeah. uh, if they if they added that onto the service, I think would even oh be Nintendo better, online, better thing. right? Um, those games that you get for free for subscribing to the service. I'm, yeah. I'm spacing on the name. Uh, so uh, Nintendo online and yeah, uh, the, Nintendo online. Yeah. I think it's just called Ninten- like NES Nintendo Switch Online. It's, I think is all uh, it's called. I don't know. Yeah. They should have just kept Virtual Console. Like it's such a easy name to remember. Man, such a good name too. What about Super Mario 3D Land and 3D World? Do you think they'll bundle that? That also sounds like a reasonable bundle. Um, I just don't know where. Uh, you know, Sunshine would fit into that. Uh, again, I think it would just have to be pieced off. I think some things belong in a bundle. Some some probably can't fit. I, I, the, Sunshine looks like it needs the Windbreaker HD treatment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love that. And I think that's what they would go. Because there's nothing there's nothing really wrong with Sunshine, but uh, enhancing it uh, for today's gamer. Uh, like they did with Windworker HD, I think that would be something uh, most of us would enjoy. Definitely the way that we got the Joy-Cons and the, definitely the way that we have the Pro Controller. Like, can you think of taking the Joy-Cons and then just lifting up so you could, like, jet set Mario with the water and stuff? Like, make them look like you're actually doing the same thing. And if they want to do the level stuff, they can. That's up to them. Um but they probably could do something with the Joy-Con as options um, for different things with that. Um, but yes, if please. Not, give me think... more motion controls, please. <laughs> but if you want to do the original version, then just play with the Pro Controller or put your Joy-Cons in the pad and play it originally. So. Yeah. I didn't realize how quickly the Switch did away with motion controls. Um, I'm actually just now getting into Odyssey and before you even start up, they have the the the, the, the warning label to play with your Switch, uh, you know, the yeah. Joy-Con separated. And mm-hmm. I was just laughing to myself, like, if I was playing this on my Switch Lite, that literally would not apply to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just interesting to think about these games being ported from the, the Wii and Wii U era needing those... those um, you know, motion controls. Yeah, but or the ta- tablet functionality, maybe. Yeah, it. But like Galaxy, Galaxy One and Two have already gotten the HD controller treatment for the Nvidia Shield in China. Like those games are already available in HD with controller support. Oh. Which, uh, and, and so is so is uh, Twilight Princess. But I mean, Twilight Princess is already on Wii U, I guess. But uh, yeah, there's already a lot of. We and and GameCube games, they've already done the work for the Chinese audience. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I could see 
galaxy that I feel like that work is already done. And, uh, but you know, I look, I wouldn't care if they made me use the, uh, the joy cons for motion control for galaxy again. Cause like it worked right. Like it, it worked fine, but I don't know, man, I could see them. I could see them kind of doing almost like a, not necessarily as a huge bundle, but like a Halo Master Chief Collection style thing, where like, Ooh, where like yes. they'll they'll upres uh, like sixty four and Galaxy right to HD, and then they'll do like the Sunshine remake, which is what everybody wants, right? Because everybody wanted that Halo two remake. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that'd be kind of cool. Does that he, guess include them all being on the same cartridge? No. In- oh, no. Because <laughs> no. that would be impressive. <laughs> no, I think I would... My guess would be that Mario 64 would be digital. Sunshine would be its own thing as an HD remake in the Odyssey engine or Odyssey style. And then Galaxy 1 and 2 would be HD up reses bundled. And then 3D World would get a deluxe version similar to uh, uh, New Super Mario Bros. U with with 3d land levels i'm you know maybe like not maybe not all the 3d land levels but maybe mm-hmm. like a, a a 3d land world where they pick the 12 best levels or whatever so that'll be tight yeah and i want i want you to share but i just want a quick tidbit entry i would probably cry if super mario sunshine looked like odyssey like that would be amazing <laughs> finally playing through odyssey now i see how uh how incredible that that launch title was yeah yeah it's a good one uh so all right we're gonna move on to our our last story here uh konami releases a surprising game on switch this week and it looks to fund more uh we do have a question but we'll get to that question after we we talk about uh skele attack which is the Konami published video game, everybody. Write that down. Konami published a video game in 2020. Uh, Earlier this week, Konami surprised many people when it published a brand new game on the Nintendo Switch and other platforms called Skell Attack. Uh, If you're still wondering how this came out, it's all part of the Japanese company's new strategy to strengthen its position within the Western market. Senior European brand and business development manager at Konami, Richard Jones, explained to GameIndustry.biz how uh, how the company wanted uh, wanted some complementary titles to go alongside its major IPs. Obviously, everyone knows Konami. Uh, we have this have studios and teams in Japan. We have many well-known, well-loved IPs. They're all being managed and looked after by our studios in Japan. And what we're looking for is complementary titles to build the portfolio with things that perhaps are new to Konami uh, Western titles for Western audiences. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, but uh, what Dead by Daylight got the Silent Hill DLC last week. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> Konami looks to be making some more moves, right? Like it, they look like they're, you know, tiptoeing their way back into uh, our mindsets in terms of, of games, right? I mean, I think everybody just remembers Konami's big PT and Metal Gear uh, oh, Kojima right. debacle, and I I really feel like they kind of want to get away from that. It's it's weird because it's like Bomberman first when that came out, that was a huge hit for getting Konami back, and then Metal Gear Survival came out, and that tanked hard. 
So that put Konami back in a bad place. So now I think they're trying to make things up. Um, but definitely with Contra, uh, Royal Corps not being the game they expected it to be. But uh, thinking that if they give some of these indies a try. Um, I totally forgot Contra came out, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, giving these indies a try. I think, like you said, Corey, Konami's trying to you know, kind of get back in the Western business. Um, and for people to be like, oh, they got a game out. It's Konami, but this looks cool. I'll give them a try. You know, if if they could tempt you to give them a try and enough people are able to give them that try, Konami will see, okay, we're on a roll with something. So now we got to make sure that when we bring out our own games, that it lives up to... Um, the quality that some of these indies games that we put out there. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm more interested in the discussion around this question from uh, Ashley Davidson. Uh, she writes in and says, Konami is publishing smaller games now. Do you think they're exploring smaller devs to bring back cool retro style games like Castlevania? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why very, very quick retort? <laughs> no, because the thing about this, Konami did uh, Contra Rebirth. They did Castlevania Rebirth. So Konami did some of the small games for their own franchises on Wii. Um, they even did one with that the PS3 one, uh, where that was the it was it wasn't it was Contra, but it had a different name to it. Oh, uh, what Rogue Core or something? No, that was I, the new Contra game. Uh, hardcore, yeah. right? Was hardcore. It called Hardcore. It, I think it was, um, and you know, I think Konami. I think if Konami goes back to some of their old, some of their well-known IPs, and they apply like this old-school kind of mentality that they did on the NES and Super Nintendo, but still make it modern, I think it will put them back in a good way that they wouldn't need any of the old. I mean, they wouldn't need indie developers to develop their games. Not saying that they'll ask an indie developer to develop their next Castlevania, um, but they know that if if they could if they could do it themselves, they'll go ahead and do it. What they need to do though is like really think about what IP they are making and what do the fans expect out of it. So um, I think. Konami will want indie indie pub indie developers to make their own games and go through Konami to publish them. I don't know their business deal on what percentage indies would get or what Konami would get, um, but I think it's a good way for anyone in Japan because indie games in Japan are not such such big as American indie games. But if there are a lot of indie games in Japan that's coming to the West and Konami is willing to publish them, we would get more games like, um, what was the $5 one, Corey, that we played? Oh, uh, Kamiko? Kamiko. We'll get games like Kamiko and some other kind of games from Japan here in America. And Konami could be the leading company to publish those. Yeah. Uh, Carl, what are your thoughts? Um, so I, I'm not too sure about why they decided to publish. Uh, I'm sure we could speculate, you know, for hours. But I know that the last Konami game I played before Scale Attack was like Yu-Gi-Oh! 
dual length. <laughs> the car gay. So, so uh, it, this has been welcomed. Uh, just because I, I was never a big fan of the Metal Gear series. Um, so that stink never really rubbed on me. Um, but Scale Attack, they, I'm glad they decided to publish this uh, this game because it is not only one of the more beautiful side scrollers I've played in recent years. Um, it, the story so far has a lot of heart. Um, it's the it begins with a kind of existential question um, about you know creation and you know our our creator, if you will. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think there's a lot in that game that's worth exploring. Uh, regardless of if you like side scrollers or not, yeah, I, I mean, I think it looks, I think it looks cool. I, I would like to try it out because, like, the, when I was making the doc today, this is the first time I was hearing about this, and, and it's, I mean, it looks cool. I'm, do you think? Do you think someone could bring out that Rocket Knight Adventures game? Oh, please make a cool new Rocket Knight game. They made that really crappy one on 360, and I was like, nope. Because that's that's what that that's what Scale Attack reminded me of. Yeah, like, this has a Rocket Knight Adventures. Feel it's got a. I mean, it, yeah, I could see that. Like after watching the trailer today, I could see that. But it also has like a, like you know, a Metroid style game. But like also, mm-hmm. if they're gonna make that type of game, like if Konami is gonna make that type of game themselves, it's probably gonna be Castlevania, right? Right. Like, they're not gonna waste some new IP on a genre that they already they literally own the genre <laughs> with their name so uh but man a, co- a cool new rocket knight game would be man that one on 360 when they announced it i was so hyped for it and it just was not <sighs> made me sad Shoot. i would take a new shovel knight game too while yeah. we had it yeah i'll <laughs> take a new shovel knight game too i mean we're our, we are getting something from no I want Shovel Knight 2, not these weird roguelike or puzzle <laughs> games. No, I want Shovel Knight 2. So, uh, so yeah, but I mean, I, I think I think there's a lot of good studios out there that could actually do something cool with Konami's IP, right? Like, I, I, th- I think Castlevania means a lot to so many people, especially something like Symphony of the Night means a lot to so many people. And there are literal games like look at look at that dumb mummy game that that WayForward made right. If oh, they the mummy, yeah, it, <laughs> it was way better than it had any right to be, and it was basically a, a Castlevania game except you were a space marine instead of you know Belmont, right? It was it was really good, and you know we've we talked about we talk about way forward all the time ed because you love mm-hmm. way forward and yes. how they how they could probably make the the castlevania game we all want right so mm-hmm. if if i was going to give it to indies i would give them konami's less known games uh i wouldn't give them the main known games i would be like you're a new indie getting your first game out, so let's give you this property and see what you could do and see how well it sells. Okay, you did good, then we could give you this. I mean my 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 gut is telling me that Metal Gear Solid is gonna get a a full on Resident Evil two style remake at some point in the near future. That's my that's my guess. 
Uh, I think that's a home run for them, you know, because mm-hmm. the original. Yeah. No. Uh. Well, the PS One. Yeah. The first. Okay. First. Right. Not the yeah. not the NES, MSX NES. ones. The the PlayStation One. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, and and like Silent Hill, I think could get a some sort of reimagining in the in that style too. So I, I don't know. They have a they have a lot of IP that people love. Like why aren't it just? It's so weird that they're not using it, right? We played we played Blazing Chrome the other day, Ed. Yes. Like why aren't they talking to those guys to make a new Contra game? Like an interesting, cool Contra game, you know? I don't know. It just it bugs me when people have like these companies have these IP that people care about, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it, Konami's not the only one, right? Capcom's doing I mean they've been better about it, but they still have IP that people love. Uh EA with with their IP holding on to uh all these companies, you know, have IP that people love and they're just not doing anything with, which is I mean, I guess at some point you have to look at look at your portfolio and say, "Okay, this is working and this isn't," but you also have to make that goodwill move once in a while, right? Yeah, because yeah, I would like, I would love to see some indie developer do an FMV version of Snatcher and Police Nods. Oh, jeez, here we go. Like, but but I'm like, if we're going to give, if we're going to give them some of the well-known titles and stuff, why not give them Snatcher? Why not give them Police Nods? Those are big games that really haven't got. They got a conclusion to them, but I'm like, what if those games came back and indies are able to do it? We got like, you know, like Late Shift and Her Story and some FMV games nowadays that really look good and really play great. So if uh, and they're from indie developers. So why can't an indie developer who is in, who's working with Konami be able to produce that same con- content with them? Like a snatcher game in FMV with like real actual actors and set to size and stuff like that. I think that would be cool. Police yeah. Nuts never really came to America, but to get like a goofy version of that to come here, mm-hmm. I, I'll be down to try it. Yeah. I think Life Force, uh, not Life Force, what was the one with the microphone? Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I forget what it's called. Lifeline? Lifeline. Is that what it's called? Which, yeah, where you control the game with Apex. Yeah, when you control the game with the microphone, you'll be like, uh, with some with the indie game a developer be able to take that idea do something? Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know. Look, I love Konami still. I have a history with them, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like I see. Now just get the, right. now get the rights back to Turtles in Time and give me the real version, not this ah. weird Activision remake of Reshelled, which was very bad. So, uh, anyways, uh, uh, so we forgot to answer Deshaun's question. Actually, I did because it's directed towards me with the Evan McKay stuff, and I know he's going to yell at me if I don't answer it. <laughs> How excited are you for this for Evan McKay? I'm, I'm sort of excited, uh, cautiously excited, we'll say. So. <laughs> I, I like I said I didn't play the original back on the Wii, uh, but I'm actually very excited after I read that article because my nephew has a newfound love for Mickey. Uh, he's five years old, living with autism. So it, by the time that game comes out, we'll be able to probably play together. So that's why I'm excited for the news. That's awesome. 
I wonder I wonder if they'll add the multiplayer that they added in two with Oswald in there. So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. All right, we're gonna wrap up the show with what we've been playing. There's nothing interesting dropping on the eShop this week. There's a bunch coming next week, so we'll get back to the eShop drop next week. Uh, so what what we've well, been playing? Play Skeletech. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I guess we already talked about it, right? No, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Skeletech. Yeah, that's that's the game. So. Uh, but Carl, we're gonna start with you. Are what are you playing that's interesting? Are you playing anything fun, interesting, weird, old? Um, <laughs> so I think I've put in maybe my four hundredth hour this week <laughs> on Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Uh, my island is looking real cute. Um, aside from that, I've been getting into Odyssey. Um, my backlog on the switch is is pretty long. Um, join that club. Join, you know, <laughs> exactly. We'll get super game. <laughs> but uh, slowly hacking it down. The quarantine has been uh, kind of nice for that purpose. Um, and like like I also said earlier, Skill Attack was a newfound love. Um, pr- planning on playing that probably after this podcast. Um, doing some content for the channel on that um and outside of nintendo i play apex probably every day uh, i love i don't know why i'm not that good but i have fun i love i love your video you're just like don't do stupid stuff like, <laughs> and i was just like he is telling the shoe <laughs> but, yeah you, you shouldn't do it you know you just, yeah don't do it don't do it guys uh, who's your main in Apex? Who are you? Ooh, Loba right now. And it's really just because I like watching her intro. Yeah. She got a nice uh, ability, as <laughs> I would say. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that, that, that ability she has is uh, something. Appealing. <laughs> appealing is the word oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man so uh yeah man it's been a while since i played apex for real but i'm usually i usually just kind of go with lifeline because i mean coming from playing a lot of overwatch healing has kind of been my role and when i play team-based games because it's something i know i can do <laughs> Not gonna lie, killing people is not my strong suit. Uh, ask, ask you'll, Jesse. You'll support everybody else. Though. Yeah, ask, ask Jesse. Uh, yeah. Oh man, dude, when we were playing Blackout, man, I just, <clears throat> I was so bad. I was good at surviving, but when we got to that final circle or whatever, I would like panic and I'd be like, ah, die every time. So, uh, but is that is that all you've been playing? Uh. uh yeah honestly um oh actually no uh i finally got back into luigi's mansion 3 Ooh. uh so around launch i got uh to maybe floor 12 and then i took a break because other games had launched around then and i'm just now getting back to it and it's still as adorable and funny as it was um i really recommend it if you haven't played it yeah I played 
the first couple hours of it. And uh, like you, I just, at the time we were kind of going through some, uh, uh, I guess you would say business changes at the time. And, uh, mm. we were kind of rebuilding this boss rush brand and kind of trying to decide what we were doing with, with everything at the time. And, uh, you know, all that along with other games and, you know, doing all the hard work of the website building and everything like that. It was just, I lost Luigi's mansion. So it, it's a game I intend to go back to. I, I do. Uh, but cause I, I really love that first game, man. Luigi's mansion on game. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, Talk about man. We talked about two of my favorite think, games tonight: Pikmin and Luigi's Mansion on GameCube. I mean, the GameCube just had gems all over. It honestly, yes, it did. Um, I remember playing Luigi's Mansion and I beat it in two sittings, and I was kind of disappointed. But then I went straight back in, and it was like, "Yep, okay, I'm just gonna play again and get all this cash and try to build a get a bigger mansion at the end." And, you were better than me. I think it took me like a whole summer <laughs> figuring out that game. Wow! Oh, I bought, I have the, I got the strategy guide. I used to be a oh. big strategy guide guy. I used to every time I would get a game, I would I would have to get the strategy guide because mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time ruined that for me. I that <laughs> Ed knows the Ocarina of Time I story do, very yeah, well. I do. Yes, uh, I do. Yeah, the. Uh, I was playing through Ocarina of Time, and when I was playing it for the first time, I didn't realize you could go back in time. So I got to the, uh, which temple is it that you have to go back and be a little kid to to do some of the stuff? And I did. I could not figure it out, and so I put the game down for like almost a year. I bet. I beat, let's put it this way, Majora's Mask came out, and I beat Majora's Mask before I finished Ocarina of Time. (laughs) So, uh, that tells you everything you need to know about how dumb I was coming to (laughs) to Ocarina of Time. Just don't know how that was possible, but it's like the whole theme of the game. I know. (laughs) I, I was dumb, you know? I couldn't... You were young, and you were learning games. No, Ed, I was dumb. No, you very young. clearly what you were supposed to do. And I read the strategy guide. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> so stupid. So, uh, dude, I abused that strategy guide afterwards because I went through, <laughs> like, as soon as I beat it, like, because I was almost like, what, that part's pretty close to the end, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went back and, like, abused the crap out of that strategy guide. And it's, it's pages are torn out. There's like a Sharpie marker making notes in the, in the sides. And, and, you know, it's just, it's a, and the next time you come visit, I'll show you this abomination of a strategy guide. But, <laughs> uh, uh, Ed, what, what are you playing? You playing anything? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, still exploring in breath of the wild, getting more shrines, uh, uh, on the road to beating that game. Um, Yes, Carl. I've never beaten it. I get made fun of, um, but I, like I said, I'm on the road to beating it. I got. We give Ed a hard time because he he bought it on Wii U when it came out, and then he, when he got when he got the Switch, he uh, started playing it again, and that was three and a half years ago. <laughs> so, so, so you had yeah. some time. <laughs> I yes, I. <laughs> 
Uh, yes, I I admit. Uh, but I'm back into it. Uh, everything is patched and like really, really enjoying it. Like definitely playing it on my TV and looking at it. Like man, this game is still gorgeous and I still. It it still feels fresh to me because there's like some things that I did on the Wii U that I kind of forgot as time went on, and now I'm doing it. And I'm just like, oh yeah, this is how you fight them. This is how you do it. Okay, yeah, it's almost like stuff is slowly coming back to me. But mm. going through those sh- shrines and fighting the areas that I haven't even been to when I played them the first time, it's like a lot of this stuff still feels new, and I'm still enjoying it. So um, I'm working on that. Uh, lasty, uh, been playing Shate and a seven, uh, seven pirates, seven pirates, sirens, sirens. Sorry <laughs> about that. Um, it is still in that Metroidvania kind of style game, but it's so much fun. In this, e- actually easier this time compared to their previous games. Um, you don't jump around; everything is connected. Um, and everything just seems fair this time. There's no chase modes where if you fall, you got to do the whole thing from the beginning. You don't got none of that. You literally just you go, you level up, you fight bosses, find hearts, do do side quests, and um, find secrets. And you know it's still funny. It looks really good. The animated they got animated scenes on here. That really, really look good. I'm like, I could see this as a cartoon series. Um, but I'm definitely enjoying it. It is literally right now, maybe my fifth game of the year nomination at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's pretty so, hot. Yeah, because I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it. Like, I was, I've been playing it day after day along with Zelda, and I'll spend like three or four hours playing that one game, making progress. Like, I can't get away from this game. <laughs> uh, but that's the only two that I'm playing at this time. Hmm. Nice. Uh, well, like I said, I'm playing The Witcher on Switch. It's kind of... I've, I've been wanting to start Xenoblade uh, Definitive oh. Edition, but... Yes, I forgot to show everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. I oh, got nice. The, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, I didn't get it. I didn't get this one uh, next time. Uh, so... Uh, I don't know, man. The Witcher is just kind of like comfort food for me on Switch right now. Uh, I haven't really been wanting to start anything new because we've been putting together a few other things and, you know, kind of getting our new team members kind of acclimated to the system, even though they've been in the community forever, right? Like we've been, mm-hmm. I've been trying to do that. I've been building this office and dealing with soundproofing, which, by the way, if you don't ever have to deal with soundproofing, don't deal with soundproofing because it's just not fun. So, uh, but I've been playing. I've been playing that. I've been playing uh, Mario Plus Rabbits Kingdom Battle. Uh, I've just kind of been blowing through it, trying to because I, I. It's a game I've been wanting to finish for a long time, and I just you know another game that got lost to other games. So, uh, but other than other than Switch stuff, I've been playing Gears Tactics, uh, which is far and away my game of the year right now. It's so good. I I think about it constantly. It's <laughs> it's it's that game for me this year. Uh, so it's it's just so relaxing to look at the screen and see you know because I'm a huge Gears fan and just see just being able to see that world from a different perspective and actually plan out your moves and and 
you know, controlling your team and, and allowing yourself to, to flank enemies with your teammates instead of, you know, I, I, I really hope that the next Gears games allow you to do that where you'll be able to, similar to what Mass Effect did, right, where you'll be able to, to mm-hmm. use the, use some sort of mechanic to uh, allow your, your teammates to flank the enemy and, and kind of have a more tactical approach to it. Because uh, I, I, I really like that about this game. So uh, the customization is incredibly deep. The, the you know, the skill trees are just, it's almost overwhelming, right? Like I... I had I I had to watch videos on this game before I started playing, so I would get a feel for these skill trees because um, there's different classes and different ways the classes can work. Right? There's there's subclasses within. It almost works like Destiny, where like, okay, well, I want to be a I want to be a support class, but I want to be an aggressive support class, so I'm going to go down this skill tree, and then you can have a you can have a bunch of passive skills linked to your, uh, you know, active skills and they work in, they, they, it's, you're min maxing these skill trees on these characters. And it's so over, you can spend hours just in the menus before you go into a mission, just specking your, your characters and stuff. And it's just, I don't know. It's so relaxing and so fun. I, this is a game that, I will probably play through again when it comes to Xbox. Uh, it's just, it's that mm-hmm. good. So, uh, and it's also scratching that itch because I wanted to get XCOM two on Switch, and this is scratching that itch by far. So uh, nice. So I've been playing that, and then uh, we finished Control. You can check out our book club that's that's going up on the Boss Rush podcast feed for for Control. Uh, cool game. Incredibly unfairly difficult at points i feel like but uh you can hear my full thoughts on that game on that so but other than that you know i I haven't really played i've played a lot but i haven't played a lot of anything you know what i mean i just Mm -hmm. it's been like 20 minutes here half hour here maybe an hour here right like i've also been playing a lot of halo (laughs) recently for some reason uh it just Comfort. I'm into comfort food games right now, and mm-hmm. you know, Halo has been that for a better part of 20 years. So that's uh, kind of all I've been playing. Nothing really Nintendo, sadly, uh, new at least. So, but on that note, uh, I actually downloaded Gears Tactics. Uh, your re- mini review just now makes me want to try it out, though. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's good. Like it. it mm-hmm. It does look overwhelming at first, but like the production values and just how much gears is in this, right? Like if so, it feels like gears, man. It 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 rewards you for being aggressive. When you do executions, like you get you gain an extra action point for that character. Uh, you know, it, there are enemies that feel like they're gonna overwhelm you, but if you if you you know kind of flank them and use the Overwatch mechanic, uh, kind of aggressively, actually. Uh, I usually have at least two characters on, on an Overwatch in an Overwatch position. It just it feels so good, like it really rewards you for being tactically aggressive. Now, if you're being dumb and just running in there and trying to kill guys, it's, it's not going to work, right? <laughs> but if you are, if you're willing to put the patience in uh, to be tactical about it, it rewards you and it's awesome. 
So, so use good strategy. Yeah, be smart, but it's it's fun. It's so much fun. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for it to hit uh, one. Yeah, uh, or yeah. Series X. Full full controller support too. By the way, if you're uncomfortable using a mouse, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, man, it's it's a great. It's by far and away my game of the year so far. Obviously, a lot of great games still come out this year, but uh, yeah. Yeah, man. With the other games that That's, I purchased this year that I've been <laughs> incredibly disappointed in, uh, it's it's really right, it's not. Yeah. right. Yeah, right now it's really hard to make a game of the year list. Yeah, like if I had to give it to a game right now, that's that's leading anything and everything. It would be Animal Crossing, like yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Like everybody. So Animal Crossing has knocked out Final Fantasy Remake like that. I I mean, there's games I still need to play this year, right? But I I've played. This was my first Animal Crossing. Mm. I had never played Animal Crossing before. I got sucked into the social media hype train. People were showing off their islands, showing the clothes they were making, showing their islands. I get in there. I gotta dig up rocks to build a <laughs> toilet seat. I don't know. It's I still on my we, switch. I I'm just, gonna get through this. Me and you guys had to help each other get through this game. <laughs> yeah, because this this game is. I'm like, man, this game is something. The, yeah, the first week is like a chore. Yeah. A little bit. First week, <laughs> yeah, first month was like a chore for me. Yeah, because like, I don't. I didn't play that. I played like an hour before I go to bed, and I'd be like, oh uh, yeah, guess I'll go fishing. And then I got I got it the week the Easter event was going on. I was like. Oh uh, no. I guess I'll harvest these eggs and I don't know, there's a scary rabbit chasing me around trying to give me stuff. I, I don't I don't want any of this. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. The the eggs were uh overwhelming for sure. Yeah. So but I don't know man. I, I it would be it would be on a game of the year list, it'd probably be more towards the middle. Uh but the one the one game that I bought this year that I was pretty disappointed in was uh dark siders genesis was uh rip yeah yeah it's it's a game that i tried i'm like okay i'll get back to this when i can and just haven't returned to it yeah so yeah i played that on the uh stadia uh i I regret it as well stadia oh boy Okay, I, I actually let's, don't mind the let's stadium. Let's have this yes. right you are, now. Look, I don't mind besides, the besides, besides Ray Apollo, which uh, you should you should actually follow Ray on on Twitter. He's, I mean, he's kind of taken a pause during this time of content creation, but he's he's cool. He's good people. You should yeah. So uh, look him up. Yeah, he's uh he's one of our, our co-founders and, you know, he's, he's kind of taken, he's, he's become, he's, uh, been Twitch streaming a lot. He's dominating Twitch right now. So, uh, at least from our perspective, but, uh, you know, he's, he's good people, but anyway, Stadia, give us the scoop on Stadia. This is, this is a fascinating subject that we don't get to talk about because none of us, got it oh really um so 
uh, I was a teacher this this past year, and uh, the Stadia was an awesome way to play Destiny at work. Like, I literally could just go on any of the school's computers, plug in that controller, and type in Stadia and play. So that that's still incredible to me. Um, I I did not keep up with it, though. Just because my my passion for Destiny burned out a little bit, and um, the game <laughs> as it does, yeah, it's it's an ebb and flow as it is yeah. with that game. Um, but it, the 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 free games that they were advertising were interesting. Um, Guilt is still one of the games that I thoroughly enjoyed, and uh, when it comes to consoles, if it comes to consoles, I, I would still recommend it. Uh, I like Stadia. I just, like I said, I just don't play it that much these days, just because I don't have reason to. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, like, I mean, that's <laughs> the big. That's a big. That's a big thing right now, right? Is like people yeah. just don't have a reason because all the games they're getting are already out on other consoles, and like exactly, like you said, if you like Destiny, right? Like, it's cool to take with you and play it, but I I think a lot of people that are hardcore Destiny players are already on there platform of choice even though like the the cross save and the cross like the cross progression stuff makes it easier to to kind of swallow that pill i guess but like i don't know i just feel like if you're playing on xbox you're going to play on xbox if you're playing on pc you're already in that pc ecosystem right so the thing the thing with stadia it's like in a sense it's like stadia versus switch when you're on the go in, in a sense um, like more people who have a switch take their switch on the go and play whatever game they want um, I think Stadia is still trying to find itself mm-hmm. and everybody's everybody's trying to find out when will I actually need Stadia some of the functionalities and ideas that they had if it's there that's a great thing for Stadia but like what what would be the reason to have it? What what different gaming experience are you getting from Stadia that the others can't give? Right. And I think that's why I put it down for a little bit. Um, it was not. It wasn't a, a necessity. Um, like I said, what I think uh, I felt that more not just when I left um, the Destiny world for a little bit, but. When the whole quarantine shut down the school systems, I, I was teaching from home. So I was able to just play my consoles and all those games that they're advertising are already on the consoles that I play. So, um, yeah, I just think they need more like games exclusive to the service to make us want to invest in it. Um, because like you said, it is a really cool functionality. But I think xCloud is a, it takes it to an even better level. Um when, and that's just in beta right now. <laughs> do, do you think that they should uh, have more first-party stuff ready? Oh, yeah. uh, before anything, because I still think Stadia, it should have been a year. And I think the way they were just doing these <laughs> direct style presentations and, and things like that, it was just like you're not selling me on anything. For 4K 60 frames per second doesn't do nothing for me. 
unless it's actually going to be games that you are using it. Because the last stuff that they were showing is just like, okay, these are all games that are on different platforms. Some of these are indies. You really don't have anything that you could call your own yet. So what what is this 4K60 going to do? You know? And then when more stories came out about Stadia, like selling the system and then the performance issues, it's just like you guys haven't got this together yet. Right. So where did you go? Where did you as a Stadia owner hope for them to go with this? Like, do you want them to see it all the way through? Or do you think that by the end of this year, um, Stadia will pick up and they will have something um that would make people really want the service or the system? Uh, well, that's a big question. I think um, what would make the service better is uh, just time as it continues to grow and, and multi-platform games begin to simultaneously release on the, the mm-hmm. platform rather than six months later, a year later, and then not even with the full... <laughs> Uh, game in the case of Borderlands 3 that it came out with like the patch from September when it did launch and um and that this things like that is pretty unacceptable uh so i see people in the chat mentioning a game game pass program they do give away two to three free games a month but I think having access to all of the games that they have on the service already that you're paying for monthly um, would be a much better way to go. Because um, right now, if they did not give me three more months free, I probably would have canceled the subscription. Because it, it was, I, I don't, I, I think their business model wasn't thoroughly uh, clarified. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely just... confusing up until launch, right? Like, I yeah. mean, I think what that Stadia Connect came out right before launch or launch it 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 conflicted some things too that people had already kind of talked about. So, I don't know, man. I I think Stadia. I think the tech is cool. I think the the what it is is interesting. It just didn't have its, you know, it didn't have its Mario sixty four. It didn't have its Halo. It didn't have its you know killer app at launch and. I think that would have eased a lot of people's minds to play something that they couldn't play anywhere else. I mean, guilt, yeah, but that's not of it's not a, tr- a system seller. Yeah, and so like I, I'm really interested to see what their, what, uh, what is it, Stadia Game Studios or something, their, their first party studio that uh, Jade Raymond is at. Like, I want to see what that game is. You know, I, I want to yeah. see what she can bring to the table with this tech i i want to see what ea is going to do because like sell you fifa cards (laughs) (laughs) instantly instead of downloading them like because ea really like it was a it was a announcement that came out of nowhere and now they kind of ea's kind of been quiet on stadia so what is happening with that or anything like do they do they give stadia some exclusives before everything I mean, I, I think it needs parity before it gets exclusives. We're still missing uh, games like Apex, yeah. Uh, games like Fortnite. I know that's not EA, but it, it's missing a lot of the um, those large titles that you know garner the largest audiences on 
Twitch and Mixer. Yeah, but I think I think again, like if you're talking about these competitive shooters, people want that sense of I have it downloaded onto my hard drive and I want to be able to you know, be able to use the the frames to to accurately shoot people, right? Like I think that mm-hmm. that streaming delay is is giving people pause on playing competitive games there. Mm. You know. Yeah, it, it is harder to play Destiny uh online, that's for sure. I stuck to just making I mean doing strikes. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's I mean that's what I, when it was coming out I was talking to Ed about it. I was like I'm I think I would get Stadia just so I could play Destiny portably <laughs> at some point just to grind out strikes or like, you know, uh these these quests, grind out these quests so I don't have to waste my time on in real game time to to do this. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like Stadia sh- should have been like an arcade gateway. Like, if you was able to get old arcade games to run, like, on Stadia, and people could play it from around the world and stuff, I think that would fit Stadia's model. You know, you don't need a subscription. All you need to pay is fourteen ninety nine for this for this game, and you and a friend in Japan could do Time Crisis 3 or something like that, or some some arcade games that um, that indie developers are creating and giving you that arcade style game and you're still able to play it, stream it, and stuff like that. I think that kind of would have fit Google right now. Instead of trying to trying to get into the console gaming market with this with stuff, um, because it feels like they're not prepared for it. And I think arcade games are easier in a sense. Yeah, but I mean, even if you're playing arcade games, you still have that kind of like, especially something like Pac-Man or mm. or even Space Invaders or something like you. You still have to be able to move quickly, right? You don't want that yes. delay while you're moving, you know. Yes. I don't know. I I think that delay is. I think something more like a like a Telltale style game or something is is mm. you know what. Not what they should only have exclusively, but like until the tech gets better and the lag is is you know less obvious, maybe you have some sort of exclusive that's something like that. You know, I mean, Microsoft went to uh, Don't Not and got th- that exclusive. Uh, what's it called? Not it's it's by the Life is Strange people, uh, but you know what I mean. Like I think if they would have gone with something like that to have some sort of story-based choose-your-own-adventure-style game, I think Stadia could have been unique in that way, you know? But... Um, I think... I thought you brought up a good point, Ed. Uh, I think if they had did more of an Apple Arcade type of thing, they would have been in a much better place. Um, Because Apple Arcade brought spotlight to a lot of indie games that are actually making their way to switch <laughs> like for instance uh what the golf i'm not sure if you guys have played that yet but it's it's a it's a pretty fun game uh, i would suggest it uh it's, i think it's 15 bucks it's technically a puzzle game it's not a golf game uh it, it's pretty fun um but i think if they had launched with a uh, a more um as I guess for lack of a better term, it's just the Game Pass style. Here's 30 games that you can play instantly. 
that would have been much more appealing. Um, but to speak on the lag, it's not it's not super noticeable. Uh, if like I was playing through my um, hardwired computer, mm. and I don't have any lag. If I play on my Chromecast upstairs, uh, I don't have any lag. But when I did play at work, uh, the network wasn't as strong. So that's why I did experience lag. Interesting. So it's the network. Right. It it is heavily network dependent. Now, you're using the the Stadia controller, right? The 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 real one, I guess you would say, like the right the um. Well, I get the is it dark blue, orange? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you connect that to the network? Can you connect that controller to the network yet? I mean, that was like their big selling point to cut down lag was we're connecting the controller straight to your network so you don't experience the lag that you would normally experience or is that um because like i remember that feature wasn't in it at launch i think it wasn't yeah uh they actually just added it uh, a month ago now i believe Um, i i really wonder why a lot of that stuff got delayed so later i don't Um, think they were ready for launch but they wanted to stick to that launch date um And the system clearly suffered because of it. E- even the rollout. Like, uh, I remember people weren't getting their Founders Editions um, or having them canceled. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we had a couple friends uh, order it and a couple of them got canceled or just straight up didn't oh. show up that day. Or they showed up and the, the, I remember now, like they the- had to send out like a code. So you can access the system. It was ridiculous. Um, so I got the console and I wasn't able to even play it for, um, I want to say the next day until I got the code in my email. Um, That's so crazy. That, yeah, it was not a smooth launch. Uh, I'll admit yes. that. But I, I, I do enjoy the Stadia for what it is. You know, it was a, it was a $100 at the time, a $120 investment. Um, yeah. And that came with three months. So I, I don't regret it at all. Yeah. No, I, I, like I said, I was thinking about it, but then, you know, we kind of just got sidetracked with other things and I just was playing other games and doing other stuff. And then I just never got around to, you know, trying it out. But it, I, I think it's interesting. I do think the Stadia is an interesting piece of tech. I want to see if Google supports it longer than some of its other projects that it's killed. Although I think that I think there's a w- way more of an investment in Stadia than there was in, you know, Google Plus or whatever it was, uh, whatever their fake Facebook thing was. I forgot about that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh well that was an interesting discussion I didn't think we were going to have tonight on Stadia, but <laughs> uh any anybody want to hit on anything else before we wrap up the episode before we wrap we get out of here? Um, um, I really do like State of Decay too. I forgot to mention that. That's my that's my happy game. I gotta just, get back into that. Yeah, twenty minutes a night, just go save somebody and then log off. It's it's a good time. Nice. Uh, the the updates that they've been bringing to the game have actually really improved the quality of life. Uh, I, I meant to say that earlier. Cool. Jesse just uh, threw his hands up in the chat because he's excited. <laughs> he he loves that game. So yeah, it's good. 
Uh, hopefully, people are playing Tomb Raider with us for the book club this month. Yeah, uh, I'm halfway done with the game. Like, I mean, it's a uh, short game, right? Tomb Raider is a pretty relatively short game, and I think they wanted that multiplayer to have legs. Which, by the way, mm. there's multiplayer trophies in that game, and I went to see Impossible. if anybody was playing the multiplayer. Just, just curious. No, nobody. So, just uh, uh, somebody. Did it, I, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask, did it even load you into a match? Yeah, it asked me if I wanted okay. to create a room because there weren't any available. <laughs> I said, nah. nah. I was going to try it today, but nah. Yeah. Um. So. All right. Well, remember, you can email the show at nintendopowblock at gmail.com to get your questions read on air or tweet at us at powblockpodcast. Uh, Carl, thank yes. you for joining us today. Yay! Thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate this. Yeah, really, really appreciate you coming on. Why don't you remind everybody where they can find you at on the internet? Um, so Twitter, YouTube, Mixer, uh, I, I guess as of today, Twitch, uh, all under Carl MF. That's Carl with a C, and don't forget the MF. Uh, yeah, I just do a lot of new content based off. Whatever I feel like doing at the time. Um, so support me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really appreciate you coming on. This was, uh, this was, this was awesome. Uh, we'll put all of your links in the, sh- in the show description and stuff so people can just one click away. So, uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, really check out his YouTube page. It's great. Uh, Really, really good stuff. Like, like I said, I was up late last night watching it because, well, I didn't want to go to bed, and it was it was <laughs> great stuff. So, uh, Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can check me on Mixer at lyrical one and Twitch at Okamiko. Um and you can also find my podcast Optional Opinion on SoundCloud and other podcast apps. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at I am Corey in HD. You can find me on Mixer and Twitch at Corey in HD, and you can find me and Ed on the Boss Rush podcast. Please check out our show on Saturday if you're listening to this on audio feeds. It is today at 1 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash Boss Rush Games live. Uh, Carl will be there as well. Uh, join us for that panel. I think it's going to be a, a, a good one. So uh, you can check that out. You can check out the Boss Rush podcast and Arsenal X as well on podcast feeds and on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Boss Rush Games. And you can find all of our content on bossrushgames.com and subscribe wherever you want at bossrushgames.com slash subscribe. Thank you, Carl, for joining us. Ed, Yay! you're here all the time. I guess I can thank you for showing up today. Uh, uh, thanks, for not, <laughs> thanks for not falling asleep before the recording of the show. Oh, uh, wow. And thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. And until next time, we love you. Bye, everybody. Woo-hoo! Peace. <laughs>